Good morning, friends and foes. Welcome to Back of the Cereal Box, the pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturdays of our youth. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. You can call me Johnny. And on this episode, we wrap up our series on Saturday Morning 101, the Saturday Morning Essentials from our youth with a deep dive into the future world of the Jetsons. And we're going to do that right after this from the Murdering Crows. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean. Helmets Presley and he's still the king. Some things are Hey there, friends and foes. This is Back of the Cereal Box, the pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturdays of our youth. I am John Pica, the prophet of pop culture. You can call me Johnny. Avengers comic books, Star Wars movies, and Saturday morning cartoons made me who I am today. And we are called Back of the Cereal Box because I am of a generation that did not have iPhones or tablets at the breakfast table on Saturday morning or any morning. and in between cartoons, comic books, and kaiju movies, we were reading the back of the cereal box, much bigger boxes than this one, but that was, the back of the cereal box was our world, that was our portal, that was our newspaper, and my portal into a lot of the pop culture that we talk about and love today, comics, movies, cartoons, games, pro wrestling, uh, you name it, a lot of it came off of the back of the cereal box, and that is what we are here to uh, to celebrate. And this morning, we're going to be talking about the Jetsons, along with my lovely co-hosts, the Peppermint Princess, the Social Media Socialite, my Emotional Support Canadian, all the way from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, by way of the interwebs, it is the one, the only, Willow Skyler. Good morning, Willow. Willow, as you've already seen, I am eating an Apple Jacks mini, and you inspired me to get Apple Jacks because you were talking about the honey uh, cinnamon Cheerios, and Dave Mattingly sent me some um, apple cinnamon Cheerios, and I loved them. I, I ate them all before I had a chance to do a review on the show. So I went and got some Apple Jacks to see how they compare. And do you know, I bought this at Walmart in a big variety pack. Oh no. Um, And I just opened it this morning. I bought them last week. I opened it this morning and they're already stale. So I'm, I'm finishing them up, but what's in your bowl? Tell the people a little bit about who you are and what's in your bowl this morning. (laughs) I am Willow Schuyler. I uh, am an uh, aspiring broadcaster. Uh, right now, I am eating c- uh, Cinnabon cereal. Mm. I got to get it. Um, it's really good. Um, 
so yeah. Um, and you love Ninja Turtles. I love you Ninja love Turtles. I love Power uh, Rangers. <laughs> X Men. X Men. Yep. So, I, I'm a, I'm a superhero fan. Well, so Willow, In have general. you seen that I posted that the new X Men '97 yes. merchandise is hitting stores? That series is coming out this fall on Disney Plus. Are you? Uh, Sorry, I'm being attacked by my by my cat right now, so just bear with me. Well, while you're dealing with a screaming cat. I'm so sorry. So are are you excited about X-Men 97? Yes. I am definitely going to watch it. I am so happy that I have Disney Plus because it has Yay! been a godsend. <laughs> Next week, Ahsoka. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, all right. Also joining us in the virtual rec room, my friend and yours, she is a tremendously talented cosplayer blows me away every week the lengths that she goes to for this show she's a talented uh actress and photographer she is everyone's favorite ginger she she you know what here's her new moniker your wife's favorite redhead it is the one the only aubrey cavett good morning aubrey Good morning, Willow and John and the audience, everybody out there on the webverse. How are you doing this morning? Doing good. Now, you are doing a cosplay this morning um, uh, of? Well, of uh, one of Judy Jepsen's little, you know, friends from school, right? Okay. We're going to make it youthful. We're going to pop. We're going to throw on some silver and a belt that looks like it could go on forever. Um, I and love then this. Also, because Judy was a huge fan. Come on, guys. you got to remember back in the day when Judy got to see the Flintstones. So, That's of fantastic. I love that shirt. <laughs> and, Aubrey, what is in your bowl this morning? Ooh, I didn't even pour it. I'm so hungry. Did it really late making another costume. I'm not going to lie. That princess dress is last minute. But... So, so Aubrey is holding up a box of Wendy's Frosty cereal from Kellogg's, I believe. Is that right? Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. it is. It is from Kellogg's. I'm, and... I'm going to be interested to see. Okay, I'm going to bring you up here center stage. Um, oh, you, you get, get a free, get a free frosty. frosty. Everyone Ooh. screenshot that and, and oh, uh, yes. scan it to Hold get on. your free Frosty. Courtesy of back <laughs> of the cereal box. Yeah. <laughs> So there I don't know go. about you, but a lot of frosty facts, Wendy's facts on the back. So that's kind of mm -hmm. cool. You can read the trivia as mm -hmm. you enjoy your bowl of cereal. Now, did that come Ooh. from Ollie's? You saw the orange sticker. Listen, listen. <laughs> I am obsessed with I went Ollie's. looking for toys. I won't lie. <laughs> I, I go to Ollie's maybe twice a week because you never know what they're going to have and when Best they're going to have it. So, okay, so she's got the Wendy's Frosty. And never you pour, try this. You pour the milk first. Okay, I'm a weirdo. Okay, wait, are we no, doing this? No, no this, this is, yeah, this is a debate. But hold on, hold on. So um, we, we need to ask the question of Aubrey, what's in the bowl? And Ooh. she's got Wendy's Frosty. And <laughs> as, as we just saw, um, she pours the milk first and then pours the cereal in. And this is a debate. 
um, Aubrey, whether there's a right or wrong mm-hmm. way to do it. Cause mm-hmm. I'm cereal first and then milk. Yep. I, you so know, you're the norm. Apparently there's a, a <laughs> lot more, more of you than there are of me. <laughs> I'm a minor, I'm minority in the milk first in the bowl category. All right. All right. So let's see how this tastes. Does it taste like a Wendy's frosty? Because a Wendy's frosty has a very distinct taste and I love Wendy's Frosties. I've had this cereal uh, about a year or two ago, mm-hmm. and I have my own opinions about it, but I'm curious to see what you think. Oh, she's, she's going in for a second not... one. Sure. <laughs> oh, it's so weird because, okay, okay. Kicks, all the other puffy cereals. You get this like hard crunch on the outside, mm-hmm. barely hard on the outside, and then it just kind of dissolves. <laughs> that yep. that sounds like it's stale like my apple jacks really yeah maybe it's mm. it's maybe there's like no. a cereal staleage problem in mm. america no, it's just 2024 so maybe Interesting. or maybe it's because of the ingredients you know guys the more natural the ingredients just less likely it is to say preserved long so yeah there's no natural ingredients in that <laughs> now Here's here's my question though, Aubrey. When mm. I had this a couple of years ago, a year or so ago, I had a very distinct opinion. But what do you think? Does it taste like a Wendy's Frosty? Okay, I think if you eat it with the marshmallows and cold milk, it does. Okay. Mm-hmm. My because opinion. I thought it was a complete lie. I really did. And Aubrey, if you will do one thing and just move your mic half an inch, about an inch closer to your mouth, if you can. I do wonder, though, if they just repackaged the Tim Hortons mocha cereal. So maybe better. Yes. Yeah. I I was we were just getting a lot a lot of echo off your mic. So little little broadcaster pro tip for everyone the closer you are to the mic the less echo you get from your own mic as you get further away it picks up more of the ambient room noise so the closer it is the better that's your podcasting tip of the day courtesy <laughs> of johnny Ta-da! so you think willow they may have repackaged the tim hortons um or or in the u.s that's the dunkin donuts yeah um Ooh. I I don't think they're the same. I I thought the Wendy's Frosty was a decent chocolate, but it didn't taste anything like a Frosty to me. So I thought it was a complete lie. Hmm. But anyway, anyway, so there is your cereal tip of the week on on a scale of uh one to five bowls, Aubrey. What would you give it? Ooh, in comparison. To the um, to the one I had, the berry one, I would say this is a four out of five. Okay, all right. My apple jacks this morning. I'm going to give a three out of five because they're stale. They they mm. taste delicious, but they were not fresh. And I just bought them. I'm so upset. Um, Willow, on a scale of one to five bowls, what do you give Cinnabon cereal? I'm going to give it a five because it's really good. And uh, it's yeah. definitely something that I'd like to keep in my cupboard and, uh, on a regular basis. 
That is awesome. So we've got some viewer comments, some audience comments. We're going to go through these. Um, starting with Cartoon Commotion, Kate Hawkins says, Hiya, friends. Happy Saturday. Excited for this Jetsons conversation. We're excited for it, too. And uh, if you guys have not checked out Cartoon Commotion, you guys, he shared his new trailer with us today. Unreal. Cade, you are quickly outgrowing our network, and it's time to go talk to MeTV or a, a cable network. I'm just telling you, you're producing <laughs> unbelievable work. You need to check it out, everybody. Dave Mattingly is with us, says, happy early birthday, Ginger. Wait, now, you are a ginger, but is that your? Has, have you ever been called that as a nickname? What do, what do people no. call you? They just call you beautiful. Um, I've had a few friends call me Red, but um, I do. No, it's Anne. I went by Anne a little while. Okay, that's how I refer to you when I see you. I'm, I say, "Hey, Red." <laughs> I love it. I love it. Eli T. Cash says. Them facts be frosty on the back of your frosty cereal box. And Dave Mattingly says, the back of the cereal box, pirating frosty coupons <laughs> since 2023. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, Start uh, here. Start any, anyone can walk through the cereal aisle and just scan it right off the shelf. So, you know, there you go. You're welcome. Um, Zentron says, hello, just got back from a historical site tour Ooh. and uh, cartoon commotion. Cade Hawkins says, I usually don't even use milk. Occasionally I'll drink milk with my cereal. So he likes it dry. He prefers it dry. Um, I, I, I like it with cereal, uh, with milk. I'm not a, I'm not Ooh. a dry cereal guy. Um, and Eli T. Cash makes an obscure reference. This Eli T. Cash's life is an obscure reference. He <laughs> says, hashtag Brad Pitt. Come on, man. What's in the bowl? I, I don't I don't get it. I don't know what that's a reference to. Context, Eli. You seven. Gotta give me context. Is it seven? I've not seen seven. Is it worth seeing? It's a good movie. Yeah. Aubrey, have you yeah, seen see seven? Mm -hmm. I've never seen it. It, it, but it's violet, isn't it? It's like about seven yeah. demons from hell kind of thing. Uh, seven, the, uh, the seven sins. The There's seven seals of the apocalypse. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I got you. Okay. Seven sins. Seven deadly sins. All right. Eli T. Cash says about Wendy's Frosty Cereal, lies. Oh, wait. <laughs> Cartoon commotion. Kate Hawkins says, Abba Johnny. You never froze the cereal. No, I haven't. Just kidding. That probably won't change anything. <laughs> it could. You know, that's... Hmm. 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 It's worth a shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, Eli T. Cash says, Kellogg's. Hello, Winnipeg PD. What is PD? <laughs> Police Department. Police Willow Department. knows too much. What? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, uh, what? Regarding my statement on them uh, packaging up uh, their cereal to to be other things, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me if that's what they actually do. I I, I missed something, but that's okay. 
The conspiracy um, theories. Matthew Mosley joins us for the first time this morning. Rice Krispies is the best cereal in my opinion. All right. So I love Rice Krispies. And the, it was a choice this morning between Apple Jacks and Rice Krispies. Because I bought a big variety pack, <laughs> I, a big one. Um, and there's a reason I use the cereal in my show beyond smoke and mirrors, but I use the small packages. Um, Matthew, you'll see today. And um, so um, I, I was debating Rice Krispies, but if you really want like next level Rice Krispies, Matthew, the cinnamon sugar. Rice Krispies. Oh, it is a religious experience. And guess what? <laughs> Ollie's in Gallatin has them on sale right now for $1.99 a box. So you know where to go for those now. You're welcome. Dave Mattingly says, Aubrey, the ginger goth. Oh, so thank you. you. You've not done goth clothing on this show. So it's an yeah. interesting statement. He must be stalking you on social media. Um, well, I'm glad somebody noticed. <laughs> but um, Aubrey, you do these great cosplays every Saturday morning just for this show. Last week, you created from whole cloth the, uh, the most obscure character from Thundar the Barbarian just for the show. I was blown away. And um, when we went to... Willow, when we went to uh, Bowling Green Comic and Anime Show, people didn't know who she was cosplaying as, <laughs> but they didn't care. They were like, that's an awesome costume. And um, she had to explain who it was, but that was part of the fun, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and then she did the Dungeons and Dragons character, and everyone immediately knew who that was. And, and most people, Aubrey, thought you were cosplaying as the cartoon character from Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, that's who yep. I was. Yep. 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 It was awesome. 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 And Sandra Noel says, hashtag redheads rule. Yes, they do. Redheads rule and make me drool. <laughs> this is a true story. Um, Matthew Mosley says, I'm Axel, absolutely digging that jacket, Johnny. Wait. My jacket or Aubrey's jacket? <laughs> Aubrey's jacket is awesome. And Aubrey looks like she could be part of the cast of Beyond Smoke and Mirrors. That's what my performance partners wear. You you met you met Deborah Cadabra. She had the whole yes, um Cindy Lauper Madonna vibe going on. Um, yeah, she's on our interview from yeah. the con. Check yeah, that out, guys. But I'm not wearing a jacket, I'm actually wearing a onesie. <laughs> and this is a, this is a, um, this is a, what do you call it? Um, Chewbacca onesie. So we're going to do this. <laughs> so funny. That's what I thought it was. And, and, and it's got a bandolier, but you know what, Aubrey, they, they totally missed an opportunity with this. You right? would think you would think they would put a pocket in this. That's a perfect <laughs> pocket placement. There's yes. there's no pocket. There's no pocket. pocket. There's no pockets in this thing, and and it is a little bit tight. It, it they said oh one size fits all. <laughs> one size. I never believe that. One size fits most. Mm. But I am an extra large. 
And this is probably a large. So it fits, but it's a little bit snug in the shoulders Ooh. for the most part. It is stretching out a little bit. So maybe that's all it really needs. But uh, so thank you, Matthew. And uh, <laughs> one size fits most uh, teenage boys. <laughs> yeah. <say>. yeah. <laughs> Dave Mattingly says, Eli, fortified with seven vitamins and minerals. Dave, <laughs> you have no idea how close to the truth you are about this. <laughs> no idea. Um, by the way, Eli T. Cash is the uh, writer and artist on one of the Tales of the Decoverse series called Wenches and Wormholes. And this weekend, we're going to be posting his updated art on our uh, Impossibilists Patreon page um, for the Tales of the Decoverse series. So if you're a Patreon supporter uh, at patreon.com slash impossibilists, you are going to see his um, work in progress. It's amazing. Amazing. And um, let's see, we got a couple more comments and then we're going to go to some new loot. Um, Zentron says, Pretoria Pit, place where 344 miners died in a mining disaster. Is that where you went today, Zentron? Why would you want to go to the site of something so horrible? Anyway. Anyway, um, Sandra Noel says, seven is dark. Lee Grizzly, awesome. You know, mm -hmm. I it is Brad Pitt in that, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, I actually like Brad Pitt a lot. He's one of the coolest people that ever walked the planet. I probably need to watch that movie. I'm just not a horror mo movie fan. I'm not. I'm not a true crime like that whole CSI, Criminal Minds kind of thing. I'm not. That's not me. So that's why I've never watched that movie. He and then, does an awesome job in pretty much anything he does. Like, yeah, my, my favorite is. Sorry, go ahead. My favorite Brad Pitt role is Ocean's Eleven, the Ocean's Ooh. movies. But, Ooh. but you're surprised by what Willow? I'm surprised he's not more like uh, more in, like in more movies as of late. Like I don't know. I guess he's had his run, but I no, don't know. No, he, it is. When he's he being pops a dad. in, he's. He's That's busy true. being a dad. That's he true. made his movie. He's busy mm -hmm. being a dad. And um, Sandra Noel said, still loyal, enjoying the waffle crisp return here. Yes. So you guys, I, I need to put this on my list to do a, uh, a taste test because waffle crisp cereal is one of the top five cereals of all time. All time. And so Andrew Milden says, forget the viewer comments. Let's get to the new loot. All right. <laughs> yeah, All right. I agree. Listen, Andrew. I want to see the stuff. <laughs> we've got we've got so many comments. So many comments. So um yes, this is the part of the um part of the show because when we were kids, we would get up and we would, you know, turn on the TV, would pour the bowl of cereal, and then we would reach into the box and pull out the new loot. Now, we've got to acknowledge before we do this, we've got to acknowledge that new loot is sponsored by the Murdering Crows, who did our awesome theme song. And you can get their album, Four Bad Crows, at um, iTunes, Google, or anywhere you buy music. And it is also sponsored by my book series, 
Tales of the Decoverse. I just mentioned that. And um, Eli T. Cash's Wenches and Wormholes will be a part of the series coming out soon. And um, so it is time to reach into the cereal box and pull out our new loot. And Aubrey, you look like you're queued up and ready. You look like you are ready to reach into that box. So we will let you go first. Okay. So I usually um, have some kind of like comic or a toy or something like that. But this time I have this cute little item that no one can get in their cereal box unless they go to a specific person. Aww. Look at her. I got a Rosie doll. So my this is friend, perfect. Like she made this. The little earpieces move. Okay. She is adorable. And she's got her little her little bow in the back. Okay. So check out Etsy, uh, Rissa Rue Creations. She's a good friend of mine. And this was her donation to the podcast and also my birthday. So thank you very much, Rissa, out there. That's the fantastic. Universe. Send and, me the yes. link and I will post it in the show notes. Definitely. That is phenomenal. Willow, you got anything to show off this morning? I uh, raided the dollar store uh, uh -oh. for some art supplies. Um, I got inspired to do some painting. Um, I'm trying. <laughs> I want to try to see if I can you know, dot paint and stuff like that. So th this is one creation that I made with a combination of puff paint and dollar store um, glue paint. I, I'm not sure. Now, now did you, is. did you create that from, or is that like a template that you just, it's a t it, like, it, it's a already printed uh, okay. decoration. And so. All right. That. It's very cool though. Um. <laughs> And then there's my fox that kind of Ooh. went awry. <laughs> Wait, is there a hole in the fox's head? Yes, there is. It's supposed to. It's supposed to be a hanging oh, oh, gotcha, decoration. Gotcha. So. Oh, okay. Oh, but he is kind of cute. He's got a little sparkle to him. Um. So yeah, I'm trying out a few new things, um, and then we'll see how this turns Ooh. out. All right. Very later. cool. So yeah. That's me being uh, trying to be creative. <laughs> Very cool. Well, last Saturday, Aubrey and I went to the Bowling Green comic and anime show. And, you know, I am not, I'm not one who spends a lot of money at a con. Um, the, the onesie came from the con. It was a gift from Blake Wilson, my right-hand man. Um, and, but only 15 bucks. She she only had 15 bucks marked on this thing. Um, but then, look, there was a vendor there who caused quite a stir. Oh. Because he had a huge booth and everything in his booth was $5. Oh. Now, this is, this is a vendor that every time I see him at a con, he always has something that I want at the right price. Well, he had an entire booth at the right price. And it was ticking some other people off that he was selling the stuff for five bucks. Cause there was another booth right across the way who had the same stuff, like same figures at 40 bucks. And they're mm -hmm. like, he, he's, why is he, how, 
I had to spend some money. <laughs> and I picked up for five bucks the Black Series Ooh. Reva, the Inquisitor Reva from um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And she's got three lightsabers, actually. She's got the connected uh, double lightsaber, and then she's got the the two split, so it splits apart. So very cool. I like this character. This was an original character for Kenobi, and I really liked her story arc. And uh, I collect the the villains, quote unquote, <laughs> um, and I collect the women of Star Wars. So uh -huh. this was like a double whammy. And you can get this at Walmart right now for twenty four bucks, but I got it at the con for five, Ooh. five. But that's not all. There's more. And and there's actually a whole lot more, but I'm just going to show two. Also for five bucks. Oh, yes. Black Series, Leia as Bosch. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I ever saw this in stores. And he had it for five bucks. And this is my one of my favorite um, character designs in all of the Star Wars movies. I love the Bosch uh, yeah. helmet, the, the design. And I loved, you know, that it was Leia in disguise, everything about this character. I really loved as a kid, uh, you know, return of the Jedi. She frees Han Solo from the carbonite spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but this is, I had never seen this in the stores and the previous attempts to do this figure were pretty awful, but look at the face sculpt on that. She is absolutely beautiful. This is a figure worthy of Carrie Fisher's legacy. Yes. So five bucks had to have it. There you go. Andrew Milden. Ta-da. It's funny that you show that my husband, uh, couple of weeks ago bought me the kenner version of it <laughs> the 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 vintage or the retro yeah 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 oh, yeah, the, yeah these are these are uh, all of the star wars toys are made by hasbro but there is a vintage line that has the uh kenner, the kenner stamp on it. Yeah. yeah so just like when i was a kid in 1978 <laughs> anyway it is time for our main topic, it is time for Saturday Morning 101, where we talk about the essentials of Saturday morning. And this segment is brought to you by NightlySpirits.com. If you are into ghost stories and history, check out NightlySpirits.com. You can use my promo code JohnP667 and book a haunted tour in any of the cities in North America that they operate and get 10% off your ticket. And if you're in Nashville, book it with me and I will take you from haunted location to haunted location and tell you the historical stories behind it. But it is time for Saturday Morning 101. And ladies, this morning we are talking about the Jetsons. And I posted online that I kind of look at the Jetsons almost as the forgotten stepchild of Hanna-Barbera. Um, this is a show that everyone remembers. Everyone remembers fondly, but really nobody talks about it. When's the last well, time you had a conversation about the Jetsons? Let's be honest here. Uh, I, I like the Jetsons. I, I've, 
I, I, I've, I've talked about the Jetsons before. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so when I was a teenager, um, I was so obsessed with it that I wanted to design one of their electronics. Really? So, okay. Okay. Well, so he, here's here's an interesting, um, at least I consider interesting. I didn't realize that this show came out in 1962 is when it originally aired. And it was created as a counterpart to the Flintstones. Now, the Flintstones obviously was lived in a world which was a comical version of the Stone Age, machines powered by birds and dinosaurs, and the Jetsons lived in the Space Age with elaborate robotic contraptions, aliens, holograms, and whimsical inventions. But it was canceled. It was canceled after the first season. And... It moved to Saturday mornings where it became a hit, but it was originally aired as a primetime series with, you know, opposite of the Flintstones. And um, it was, it was created in color, but it was broadcast in black and white for the first two seasons. So the first season in primetime, the second season on Saturday mornings in black and white. And, um, you know, Saturday mornings where where went on to become successful. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with the Jetsons, this is the space age story of George and Jane Jetson, their boy Elroy, daughter Judy, and their dog Astro. Now, Astro was voiced by the same actor who did Scooby Doo. Mm -hmm. So you had. Rowdy Raggy <laughs> to Railroad George. Yeah, I mean that's that's a huge range. That's a big transition <laughs> for any voice actor to to do. So um, anyway, uh, this show followed the uh, the exploits of the Space Age family. George was kind of this, you know, working stiff, this nine to five. Uh, schlub, kind of like uh, Fred Flintstone, you know, white collar, but, you know, blue collar pay. And um, they lived in this post-apocalyptic world where everything floated on air because the earth was destroyed. Um, their sports were played by robots. Um, Jane did remote virtual uh, calisthenic classes. They got food from a fast food auto, what today the we would eradicator. call the, yeah, an automat. They, they put in, you see the, the punch carts, mm -hmm. flying pizza. What in the world is a flying pizza? <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. And of course, every need was attended to by Rosie, their robot maid. And this show really, really kind of was prophetic because uh -huh. a lot of the stuff that we saw, especially in the last 10 years, but especially in the last three years with virtual meetings, remote work, um, have really come true through, you know, since, you know, through the pandemic. And the Jetsons kind of predicted it. Now... There are restaurants that you go to and your food is delivered by a robot. Has, has anyone encountered that yet? 
No. Highway 55 here in Gallatin. Your food is brought out to you by a robot. What? It's, yeah, it's wild. Okay, um, I'm gonna have to go. And and how many of us? I mean, we're doing this show virtually and remotely. Mm-hmm. Before the you know, we're doing what Jane was doing. How many of us do Zoom meetings and virtual meetings and and virtual broadcasts? Um, now, the one thing that has not changed is um, the 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 handyman. This is Mr. Cogswell, and he's the uh, the handyman. And uh, in in our world, if anything breaks down, we got to call someone to fix it. And he was the guy. But um, the reason. The, the reason everything, you know, they were in flying cars and you guys know we have a flying car coming by the end of this year. <laughs> it's been approved. Ooh, yeah. They've been working on that stuff for a long time. Yeah. It's been approved for mass production and the first one's going to roll off the assembly line in 2024. Don't allow Elon Musk to, to buy out the company. Please. For the love of God, don't allow Elon Musk to buy out the company. <laughs> Call it X. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, he'll he'll have his own out. Tesla will be in the market to compete. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he'll have his own line. So, um, all right, hit us, hit us, Aubrey. I have to, I have to say that um, I, I've always been a fan of the Jetsons. Oh, look, putting up the clip. Yeah, already. I love, I love this character sheet. I and do too. That's can I cute. just say that both Jane and Judy are, I mean, they're they're rather attractive. That was kind of a hallmark of the Hanna-Barbera shows because either even Wilma and Betty, they were they were pretty hot, hot mamas. So <laughs> they they knew how to to appeal to the uh masculine gender. Let me just say that. Yeah, the the, the Hanna Barbera did like their uh coke bottle figures. Quite, quite yes. yeah. I think that's just everywhere with with them. They had that. They had fashion too. Um, that's one of the things that I loved about it. each show that they created. You know, they didn't really riff off of it too much when it came to. You could tell which show you were watching by by the clothes. You know, you couldn't do it by the sound. You couldn't do it by the music. It was all seventies. It was all fun. It was all similar sounds. But you took one blink and you knew. You know, well, at least some of us knew, you know, what show, you know, if you were watching Jabberjaw, you knew, you know, if you were watching the Jetsons or the Flintstones, there was no mixing these guys up, you know, similar situations, funny, you know, awkwardness, music and backgrounds. Yeah, we had the similar scores and stuff and the, and the voice actors, they kind of changed them out here and there. Um, but you, you could always tell by the fashion. The other thing was is the building. You know, um, we just did Thundar. And in Thundar, you know, you see all that old history from America existing everywhere throughout the whole story. But then in the Jetsons, a lot of their architecture was actually inspired by 1940s California. So, (laughs) um, I mean, it is it is it is futuristic. It is the Google, uh, the Googie, sorry, the Googie architecture. Um, so back then it was huge. It was all over California and the, they would look out their windows at the Hanna-Barbera artist section. And there were these buildings that were all over this, this downtown area, right? Apparently um, the HB office overlooked like a lot of downtown California area. Um, and they had a, a particular coffee shop called, yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, 
they had a particular um, coffee shop called Johnny's Coffee Shop. Same style. Um, Norm's Restaurant, the Downey, Old McDonald's, the Old McDonald's guys, you know, very futuristic. Um, and if you look way, way back in Cali, um, the Lax um, building, the LAX building, the LAX themed building, sorry. It was very futuristic. There was these, you know, the, the giant um, circles that they had in everything. Like it, it felt like it was hovering. Um, that was like huge. The, the whole show, you watch the Jetsons, Googie architecture everywhere. Everything is, just everything. Um, another thing that I wanted to mention is, is that uh, the, the theories that, that a lot of people have about, you know, the Jetsons and money, they were an average family, like middle class and lower. Like they were like, he was a blue collar, blue collar worker. Yeah. So like yeah. it was kind of tacky for you to have to push a button all day long. Like that poor little finger. <laughs> okay. Okay. Jetson makes a big deal throughout the whole series about his poor little finger. And that's the rival, by the way, um, of Spacely Sprockets. Cogsworth is actually the oh, rival. Oh, that's, of that's right. I, I was thinking of this guy. Um, I've got a, oh, I, I had an image. Oh, it's gone. Where'd it's it okay. Oh, he, no, here, here. There he is. Nope, he's not in there. He's not no, in there. I, that's, I that's thought the, the handyman was in there. I have an image of the handyman. Yeah, so he was he was the handy um the handyman that provided Rosie with uh, her boyfriend. So yeah, he but, was um Cogs Cogswell was um Spacely's uh rival. Yes, arch nemesis, yeah. arch nemesis, definitely. I wouldn't even call him just if you guys watch that show. You want some down and dirty drama. I mean, Cogsworth was a naughty man. And he, by the espionage, way, espionage by the day. By the way, so um, Willow, while I'm showing these, if you could do a quick search for a picture of Mel Blank, B-L-A-N-C. Mel Blank did the voice of Spacely Sprocket, um, the, the short uh, yep. mustachioed man. But let, let's just appreciate this for a minute, Aubrey. This is a picture of George O'Hanlon, mm -hmm. who played George Jetson. Yeah. He looks like the voice of George Jetson. He looks like George <laughs> Jetson sounds. And this is Penny Singleton, who did Jane. She looks like Jane. That, that's, that's, it's really it's kind of a rare thing. It's really interesting because they weren't the original actors that were chosen for the roles. There were two different actors that were chosen for the roles besides them. They actually, okay, a little bit of drama. They actually sued Hanna-Barbera. The original two actors were supposed to be um, Maury Amsterdam and um, Pat Carroll. And, uh, oh, they were oh Pat Carroll, really? Mm -hmm. And they were, they were the two original choices and they were already in contract. And um, they were looked over because they were, had another job already, and the and the um, the t the two uh, companies didn't want to like, you know, fight. But at the same time, they they didn't want to like argue, so they were just like, we'll hire somebody else. So they broke contact with both oh, of these wow. people, and we got two different. Maybe we would have had a totally different Jane, a totally different George. And I feel like this is where it comes uh, years later when we see all these weird changes that were last minute that no one really paid attention to because we were kids, most of us. And the adults were like, it's a cartoon. You know, one of the huge things that people forget is, like you said, in 1962, when this came out, there was a um, I think it was like 15 percent of Americans had a color TV. Fifteen percent. I mean, yeah. 
sorry, sorry, 3%, 15% was later on um, in the in the mid 70s, when they uh, right before they started running it again in the 1980s, they started making it a, a staple. But it, yeah, 3%, 3% and some people, like you said, couldn't get the color. Like if you weren't an ABC affiliate, if your network that was net local to you wasn't affiliated with ABC, no color Jetsons for you. Mm -mm. Huh. Yeah. Well, we, we, we take this for granted that everything mm -hmm. is in color. But <laughs> I mean, look, as, as a kid, even into high school, I had a black and white TV in my room. Did you really? 13 inch black and white TV. That was like the peak of status when I was a kid. Having a TV in your room, yeah. And yeah. as a kid, <laughs> even now, even now, guys, flat screen or an enormous, we all know if you have one in your room, you're kind of the bomb. Yeah. Even in the 80s, we had a, in my house, we had a black and white TV mm -hmm. uh, that I think my grandparents gave us. Yeah, that, <laughs> I, that's what I'm talking about. It, it was the 80s. So, um, yeah, a lot of people take that for granted. Now, um, we we do need to mention that the the show, you know, lasted from 63 to 64 uh, on Saturday mornings. The, the first season was 62. I'm 1962, kids. And then new episodes were produced for syndication in 1985 through 1987 for Saturday morning. And then... Um, no further specials or episodes of the show were produced until after 1989 until 1990. The film Jetsons, the movie served as the series finale to the TV show, although it failed to receive critical or commercial success. Nobody mm -hmm. saw that. Nobody went and saw Jetsons, the movie. It was big I didn't. VHS. What's that? It was big on VHS. Probably. Yeah. But as a theatrical release, it was it was a total bomb. Mm -hmm. Now, now here's where this, I, I love this, because I complain every week about a lot of the Hanna-Barbera's missed opportunities for crossovers and mm -hmm. cross-promotion. Scooby-Doo has done it the best, but the Jetsons did meet their opposites. The Flintstones in a movie, mm -hmm. Jetsons meet the Flintstones. <laughs> And, you know, it is my opinion that the Flintstones is actually the far post-apocalyptic future of the Jetsons. So if we put this into a cartoon timeline, I think the Jetsons is what happened right after the Earth was cracked in half and destroyed it, we see it in the opening sequences of Thunder the Barbarian. Ooh. And you remember, it takes 2,000 years for the world to be reborn. And so Jetsons takes place between um, Thundar and, or it takes place before Thundar. Uh, and then Flintstones takes place after, even after. No, probably before, before Thundar. <laughs> uh, that's, that's my theory. But anyway. Flintstones are the post-apocalyptic future. And, and here's my evidence for this. You know, Fred and Wilma, they, they, and, and even Betty, they look a little bit, you know, concerned about the robot here, the machine. But they're not, like, freaked out. It's not like, oh, wow, this is unbelievable. There's, like, some kind of 
recognition in their eyes. Like, uh, George, you know, this is what brought us to this state. The, the robots rose up and, and, you know, so I think that's what's going on here. They're not surprised by the future tech. They're concerned about it. Now, the Jetsons did cross over recently with WWE. So funny. I have not seen this show or this movie. I didn't know it existed until this week. But here we have Seamus and Seth Rollins. And I think that's Roman Reigns over uh, Seamus's shoulder. By the way, Aubrey, did you know that Seamus lives here in Nashville? I did not. Yeah, and he is a regular uh, customer of Rick's Comic City in Donaldson. Oh, oh, no. oh wow, that's really close, yeah. yeah. And th there we have uh, Naomi and uh, the Usos. So this is relatively recent, and I haven't seen it. If anybody else out there has seen it, I would love to I didn't to know get that they thoughts. brought it back. Yeah. It oh, was it's just for this. It's just for this, yeah. But there are talks. There have been talks, honestly, um, in the research that I did, there have been talks since 2003 about, like, serious talks about these things happening. Um, we've got uh, Adam Shankman that they've talked about um, working with the screenwriter Adam F. Goldenberg, dropping names over here. <laughs> um, you know, um, then in uh, 2012, they were talking about... Um, um, Lieberman, Robert Rodriguez, uh, Evan Susser, um, Van Robichaux, like they, they've been talking with people and, and ABC, seven, 2017, ABC announced they wanted to create a sitcom version of the show. So this has been going on for a while. Like Jetsons is, is, is in touch, but also antique, you know, we, that's the time that we're in. It's, we're so close. Like you said, to the flying cars, we have the moving sidewalks. We have robots that bring you food. We have, um, you know, drones that bring us our mail and whatever we want to order. I mean, come on, you know, and then we've got filters. Come on, guys. You who hasn't used one of those filters. Okay. So in one of the first episodes of the Jetsons, you know, Jane's going to have to talk to her friend live chat video chat mind you video chat like we didn't even think about that when we were little like video chat ha 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 you know now we're doing it um <laughs> she she's got this mask on she can't even talk to her friend because she, she just woke up the mask is like a silicone that like adheres to your skin it looks and moves like it's part of your face but then if you sneeze it kind of like blows off your face <laughs> and all i could think was the times i tried to use a filter and like the eyebrows move <laughs> and you're like What's going on? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Now, I, I hope they don't do any kind of live action Jetsons. I think that would be I a agree. disaster. Guys, Hollywood, quit trying to reboot and reimagine classic IPs. The, one of the reasons why the Barbie and Oppenheimer has been so successful is they are IPs that, well, one, the Oppenheimer story hasn't been told on that scale before. And there's never been a big budget Barbie movie. Everything's been animated or direct to video. So it's, it's original. It's fresh Hollywood. Keep it original and fresh. Do a new animated series. I'm all for that. Do a new series on cartoon network or max or whatever it's called today. Boomerang, but 
don't do a live action. It, it, it will be horrible and a disaster. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Willow, what's your opinion? If they do redo the Jetsons. I just keep it animated. Just yeah. keep it animated because yeah, the live action, I, I don't know if that'll translate well. The sets will, it, I, I don't know. Just, I, I mean, okay. So Johnny had already showed pictures, showed the pictures, but in my city, we have the Jetsons apartment, Yay! although it's a, it, it's more of a medical facility uh, called the Winnipeg Clinic. This thing was Ooh. built in the seventies. It's and so it cool. still has like the 70s 80s decor <laughs> well so the, the 70s and 80s willow was actually a throwback to art nouveau and art deco from mm -hmm. the 30s and 40s so everything old is new again and so we're seeing a lot of 80s revivalism um which is actually 40s and <laughs> 30s and 40s uh yeah. everything comes back man yeah everything yeah. comes back yeah yeah so um so dave mattingly supports this theory johnny how else would the flintstones have a christmas tree exactly <laughs> exactly because the flintstones takes place bc before christ and um the only way they would have a christmas tree is if they knew um so Golly, we have so many comments. So many comments. <laughs> Andrew Milden says, this is amazing. Yes, it is. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> now, I, I want to show off a couple of things here. One of the things I've always been mystified by is the absolute lack of Jetsons merchandise. There was a Jetsons board game produced by uh, Milton Bradley or Parker Brothers, Milton Bradley. Um, but can we appreciate for a minute the Jetsons paper dolls. Oh Willow, my God, they're Aubrey, so cool. Did you ever get into doing paper dolls? I did, but I did not have the Jetsons, and now I'm super jealous. Yeah, those those look fun. Um, there was several comic book series, Harvey Comics Classics. Um, DC recently did a uh, series of Cartoon Network adapted. This is Flintstones and the Jetsons, but. You know, I, I want to say that the Great Gazoo from the Flintstones plays directly into my Jetsons-Flintstones connection theory. And yes. here is the, yes. the Jetsons uh, comic, issue number 14. I I never saw these, and I now I want them. I have a feeling the Jetsons probably read really great in comic book form. And um, But here recently, this is like five years ago, DC Comics did an updated comic series of all of the Hanna-Barbera IPs. My favorite is Scooby Apocalypse, where the Scooby-Doo and the gang are fighting a zombie <laughs> monster apocalypse. It's fantastic. But this is the realistic, hyper uh, Jetsons comic. And this is Jane oh, Jetson. What? 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 Looks like she's fighting the robots from the matrix. Huh. Yeah. I need to read this because that looks amazing. It really does. So let's, let's, uh, let's do a couple of uh, comments here before we do. Uh, Aubrey, any other facts that you need to share with us? 
Oh, no, I just want to keep in mind, if you guys haven't seen the series, you should check it out because there are a lot more similarities with our modern day reality than we might like to admit. The Jetsons was very prophetic and it was very funny. There's everything from, you know, robots going haywire to normal everyday issues with teens to, you know, little boys and their and their dogs and their fathers spending time together to, you know, like the stress of being an adult and paying bills, everything in between, silly situations, but also like, you know, there's a lot of, of in-depth things that you guys can find out just by, by watching there and, and, and seeing the, the influences of the past. Like, so I doubt, I'm just serious, especially, especially the Jetsons movies, Jetsons and the Jetsons meet the Flintstones, because those two, I think I saw like a dozen times when I was a kid. Now, Aubrey, when uh, you were doing your research, did you come across uh, any ages? Uh, like, did, did they release any of the ages of the characters? Jai's got his hand up. Oh. No, no, no. I'm, oh. I'm checking my mic. Okay, my, my yeah. Mic um, so it was a little iffy on the ages, if anybody has got um, any more details about All that. Right. Because there is a comedy uh, skit out uh that uh, of a comedian that talks about the the age of the jetsons and uh so he mentions that uh that judy's 16 jane is 33 uh george is like 30 something and when they if you look back to um when you know the jetson george and uh jane got together how old do you think it was that when you know judy got conceived <laughs> yeah elroy's supposed to be four that's the thing that disturbs <laughs> me the most okay that's the only thing i'd say about their ages after that i kind of went you know what i'm gonna back away from this part <laughs> wait elroy yeah. is four i always thought he was like 10. oh In the episode he says he's four well he's a very intelligent well-spoken four-year-old Somebody, yeah, somebody was... in the audience, help us out here if you know anything. Yeah, Brad Parnell, if he's watching, he will know. Um, so let's let's finish out with some more uh, audience comments here. Um, so, cartoon commotion. Kate Hawkins does not agree with my timeline for the Flintstones being post-apocalyptic Jetsons. He says it's a fun theory, but Hanna Barbera makes it untrue with the crossover. See, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I agree with that. But he does say, I do think Thundar works with the Jetsons timeline, though. See, I'm, I'm saying they're, they're all interconnected. I and and um, Ryan Permisson says, "Good morning, friends." The Jetsons movie and a few episodes I have watched on VHS as a kid. So, you know, I need to see that Jetsons movie. I never saw it, but uh, I need to put that on the list. And Zentron says, oh, there was talk, as we mentioned a moment ago, about a live action's Jetsons a while ago, but so far nothing has happened. Thank God. Let's not do that. Yeah. And then Cartoon Commotion says, actually, Yabba Dabba Dinosaurs, the cartoon, was pretty good. If the Jetsons was done the way, I think I'd like that. But I'm with you, Johnny. No love, no live action movie is required. Yeah, let's let's stay away from that. Oh, correction, Dave, real quick. It is yeah. six and a half. Elroy is six and a half. Okay, he's still at six and a half. He's he's very mature. I really? thought he was ten. 
Um, Sco- Dave Mattingly says Scooby Apocalypse is great, talking about the comic series. But my favorite was the new Flintstones. So the new Flintstones series was really good too. Um, but uh, Scooby Apocalypse is my favorite. And um, he says that comic, the uh, Jetsons comic, plays out a lot like a Fantastic Four comic. Very good. Okay. Hmm. I'm all in now. I'm all in. And Brad Parnell joins us to say future kids were just smarter. So a six and a half year old. I really hope that is true. <laughs> yeah, because. Is it one of those instant grow kids? Like, <laughs> I don't know. All I know is, is Elroy was, like you said, Johnny, he was so smart. He was so smart. I don't understand. Like, there's, there's, there's yeah, the ages, like you said, Willow, it's a little like, hmm. I- I, so, I'm, as a retail worker, I do have to uh, say this: the technology for uh, debit machines have been has been around since the '70s, and it still trips people up, even that kids is, today. <laughs> that, that is that is crazy. Um, Andrew Milden says Judy was a teenager. Johnny, lol. Well, when I was watching the Jetsons, I was a kid. Judy That's was the older woman true. in my life. So very true. <laughs> so zip it, Milden. Um, but he does say pretty hot mamas needs to be on a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh Kelly Tupper is chiming in. How far from the magic show today? We should all have lunch there together. Ooh. It could maybe happen. Um, I've got a lot to do beforehand. Um, but maybe after. So we'll we'll talk about Have that. Have your people message our people. <laughs> yeah. Matthew Mosley says the ones he got too warm, huh? Yes, it did. It did. And those of you who watched me escape from that uh, straight jacket type <laughs> device, you're welcome. You weren't planning on seeing that in this morning. Yeah, Johnny. <laughs> Brad Parnell says Cogswell Cogs was an immortal. If you watch the Flintstones, you'll see that he was Mr. Slate. Who knows how many identities he had over the centuries? I'm just saying, you're not far off there. You said that, (laughs) and my brain went, oh, my God. That's very possible. Wait, let's see. Um, Where's that picture? Where where is he? Where is he? Okay. Oh, my God. Well, Mr. Slate was much slimmer, but, you know, that is Mr. Slate's face. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they could be related. Yeah, I think that the Jetsons and the Flintstones call themselves cousin in the movie. I didn't rewatch the movie, but I watched it a lot. But yes, oh, and Judy falls in love. And and just so you you know, Johnny asked me earlier um, before we started. I think it was Johnny um, about the music, the music. Um, so so Miss Judy Jetson, uh, when she goes over, okay. She gives um, that she gives a song "Rock and Round the Galaxy" to one singer, and then she goes to the Flintstones world and does her own band and does like Uga. What was it? What do you call it, Johnny? Uk ik aka. Uk ik aka. Falls in love twice. Ah ah, that's you, what you, it was. I see why you like Judy because she was really the romantic. Yeah, yeah, I love. Oh, and there was actually a, a movie. Rockin' with Judy Jetson made in 1988. It was an animated made-for-television film. 
um, part of the Hanna Barbera Superstars Ten series. I never I saw never that one. That. Neither have I. We need to check that out. Mm -hmm. And the Jetsons and WWE Robo WrestleMania was actually 2017. Interesting. Interesting. Oh. So, oh yeah, that one of the one of the live action um, versions that was in discussion in 2012. Recording artist Kanye West was reported as a creative director over the good God in heaven. I wasn't so going to say that. He's not. He's not. They took that back. They said officially that was not the case. Just FYI. Yeah. Well, thank the Lord. Um, now, uh, Anish creatively says future kids were smarter than the present. Oh. And Zentron says Gen Z kids can barely name the countries above and below America. They can't even <laughs> name the states in America. But yeah, what country is below America? What, what that's a that's a trick question, by the way. If I ask you what countries are below America, what 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 would you name? Aubrey? Mexico? <laughs> no. Me? Mexico is part of America. Well, oh, right. Continent. Uh, What's above and below the United uh, States of America? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, there's North America and there's South America. It really is a trick question. Yeah. Dave Mattingly <laughs> says, Brad, that makes me think of the scene in Ender's Game where the teacher asks a class of 12-ish year olds a question that no one answers. Come on, people. This is just basic rocket science. Oh, right. Yeah. Ooh, they're being taught rocket science then. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. School systems, you got it. This is time to speed it up. <laughs> yep. Kelly Tupper says, "Yay!" Dave Mattingly says, "In one of the X Files episodes from the final season, an alien UFO made Jetson sound effects." I did not know that, but that does not surprise me. <laughs> and Brad Purnell says, "Zentron, I would tend to agree, but I asked my niece's twelve-year-old to name some countries in." Africa, and he surprisingly reeled off a whole bunch. I, I think I think this needs to be an experiment today. <laughs> I think I'm gonna I'm gonna experiment. So we are caught up on comments. Unbelievable. See, I remember uh, some of the toys that I I, I do remember some uh, Jetson toys. Uh, uh, from like McDonald's, I believe, uh, uh, or was there Burger King toys? Of there well, was some kind of fast food toy, wasn't there? Yeah. Let's so I, okay, so see. McDonald or uh, Burger King did some uh, Flintstone toys for sure. Okay. Um, I just I can't remember so if it here, was McDonald's or Burger King that yeah, came out with the Jetson stuff. Well, well, here we go. Um, they. I see the toys. They're available on eBay. I'm looking to see if it says where, what uh, restaurant was the promotion. Um, Jetson's Kid Meal uh, toys, set of six complete. Let's see. They're pretty cool. Um, no, that listing no longer exists. So let's see. Jetson fast food toys. If some you of know these are the pretty comments, cool. let us know if you've got some insights. Yeah, none of these listings say 
what uh, restaurant they were a promotion for. Just oh, Wendy's. Wendy's. Oh, Wendy's did them. All right, you go Wendy's with your futuristic toy fun. Ooh, so McDonald's did a Mr. Peabody and Sherman bobblehead. Ooh, Ooh I I need that. <laughs> I need that. Hey, tell me if you can still hear me. Check yeah, one. Yeah, we hear you. Check. Check one. Check. You're no? live on the air. You can yeah, still hear me hear right now. Yeah. 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 But I can't hear you. Doggone oh. it. Something's going on with my system. All right. So, Stringer. and Brad Parnell says, um, no, it's in my laptop. I updated to Windows 11. I, worst decision I've ever made. Anyway, Funko has a whole bunch of Jetsons figures. My friend has a YouTube channel for pop figures and is a huge fan of Elroy and even has an Elroy tattoo. All right. Oh. Well, Zentron reminds us that Dungeons and Dragons cartoon 40th anniversary is next month. We've already covered Dungeons and Dragons, but maybe we'll need to do a special 40th anniversary. We'll see. Um, all right. So, unbelievable. We're caught up with comments. It's only nine minutes past the hour, which is good because I got a ton of stuff I got to do before the show today. So, I'm going to need to run. So, and, and your mic is uh, having a revolt against you there, Johnny. It's sort of kind of robotic. <laughs> oh, is it? And I've got to get ready too, actually. So we're we're going to go ahead and call it. Oh, this is Mel Blanc, the voice of Spacely Sprocket. He looks like Mister Spacely. Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and close out the show here. But what am I talking about this show? Today and next Saturday, I'm doing Beyond Smoke and Mirrors, performing as Johnny Beyond at the Palace Theater in Gallatin, Tennessee, one o'clock matinee today and next Saturday. Um, anyone who shows up dressed as a princess or a prince or superhero gets in free. Dun, dun, dun. And we are giving away free tickets to active duty police, EMS and military and their entire families. So um, if you uh, are active duty, come on out, bring the whole family, make it a day. So um, with that, we want to thank our Cereal Box super friends, Kate Hawkins, Eli Cash, Cindy Kep, Sharice Collins, Dave Mattingly. They help make this show happen. And you can contribute as well at buymeacoffee.com slash Cereal Box Pod. And... Um, Willow, tell folks where they can follow, find, and support you. All right. You can find me all over social media. I am the social media socialite. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter sometimes, uh, Instagram, and uh, TikTok. Excellent. 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 Miss Aubrey, where can people follow, find, and support you? You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Donning Even K. And um, yeah, just just say hi and talk to me about what you guys want to see in the future. And if you want to say hi to Khan, don't be shy. And I will be seeing you later, Johnny. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. And uh, you can follow me at uh, johnnybeyond.com. Uh, follow our show at um, uh, backofthecerealbox.fun. That's back of the cereal box dot fun. And if you guys haven't heard the news, 
this week we actually charted at number 24 on the oh, Apple wow. podcast charts. So we are officially a, uh, a hit podcast. So uh, wherever you're watching, listening, or consuming, like, comment, share, tell people about the show, help us hit number one, break the top 10. That would be awesome. And um, until the next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box.